1: Oh, good. Going about
0: the same as it was last episode since it's five minutes later. <laughs> it, since
1: it's five minutes later and... That's an how we ex- keep
0: track of shit, man.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, and an extension of the last episode. So there's not even exactly. there's not even much buildup here. We already told people we were coming back with a part two of yes. the uh, safe ways to play in the Astral episode. So you wanted to hit on at least the next two psychic... Abilities categories that we had laid out before in a previous episode, and go over that. But there were some tag ons that you thought of after we recorded that episode from the Travelers and the Sensors category that you thought maybe we should lead off with them.
0: Yeah, well, with it per se. It, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, the thing that I was thinking about after the episode closed was was energy healing. Okay. And uh, energy healing is another way to to take advantage of being a sensor. You know, your basic Reiki class is a great way to try out energy work. Now, I want to give you a caveat. (laughs) If you're going to go take Reiki training, don't do zero to Reiki master in a weekend. Right. That can blow your life up. Don't do that. You can do Reiki one and two in a weekend. That would be just fine. And then take some time to integrate that energy before you even think about going on to the next one. You're going to need to practice the skills anyway before you learn new skills. It's the integration piece that nobody wants to do. Doing a Reiki class is a great way to to get started in your energy work process. So that's another great one for sensors that I forgot to mention last episode. (laughs) Now that we've packed that one on, let's talk about the manipulators. Okay. Now the manipulators... This is some hardcore shit, man. (laughs) You know, telekinesis, pyrokinesis, hydrokinesis, levitation, shape shifting, time shifting, and magic in general, right? Which is sort of the, the foundation of a lot of the stuff that we talk about here is the magic piece. Any of your kinesis ones means that you are actually impacting the physical reality with your thoughts in a way that is very tangible. Yeah. By all means, if you want to play with it, play with it. But here's what I say. Pyrokinesis should be done in a controlled environment in a place where you have lots of water to put it out if you fuck it up. Okay? If you do really well, you may need that water. Right. Or sand. Right? Yeah. So really be careful if you're going to play with pyrokinesis. Really be careful. That's one that you can mess yourself up with. Ideally, I would say go to the beach and... Bring a, a small thing that you can set on fire in the sand. That's about the safest way to play with pyrokinesis is on the beach. Okay? <laughs> I would not do it in a forest period. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're a wild child with lots of energy and this happens to be your thing, you could set a forest fire and that would be bad. Okay. You know, just be wise in how you choose. Hydrokinesis, play with it all you want. You're unlikely to do damage. I wouldn't do it in your house. Because your house is filled with water pipes, okay, and if you are really good and you go awry, you might burst a water pipe, and that could be expensive, yeah, <laughs> so outdoors is good <laughs> for these for these tests Telekinesis, you can do pretty much anywhere you're you're unlikely to pick something up that's big enough that's going to be a problem because it requires so much energy to do that, so you know there's there's good exercises that you can look up online if you if you google it you know i told that story when we first talked about this that the one of my students had come up with the uh, the exercise that she found online if you google it you can find the same exercise or other exercises to do with that and that would work well Yep. levitation <laughs> levitation again so here's the thing about the kinesis and the levitation and that sort of thing is that they are so in the physical that if you have a strong sense of the physical, they're going to be challenging because you have to disbelieve that what you think you know about reality is true. Yep. You, you have to disbelieve everything you've ever been told about reality. And so if you are good at doing that, great play with those. But another one of the things that people have, have done for generations is the light as a feather. Stiff as a stiff as a board, light as a feather. Yeah. For levitation. Right. So you have one person who who is stiff as a board and and you're they they tighten up their body and they lay lay back and Everybody has their hands underneath them and they say stiff as a board, light as a feather, stiff as a board, light as a feather. And you got to have a group of people, right? Mm-hmm. you got to have like six people around this person at least. And the idea being that you can lift them up very lightly with this intention. And I've seen it happen and it's really cool and it's a lot of fun. And that's a great way to have fun with levitation. And that's another statement of where two or more are gathered in my name, right? right. It's the... When you combine your energies, you have much more to work with. Right, And so if you want to do something that is more difficult, then maybe do it with a partner, do it with a group, right?
1: So on levitation, now you're talking about doing that with a group, doing that with a partner. A lot of the kinesis are you affecting external things. Is levitation something you can do? Can you self-levitate or is that something that you need someone else to do to help you levitate
0: some people can
1: okay so it is it is you can some people can
0: can. it's this isn't my this isn't my strong suit category
1: yeah
0: so um you know the magic i'm really good at shape shifting i'm good at and time shifting i'm good at none of those have the challenge of me having to let go of what i think reality is okay my my brain is very stuck on what reality is and i have (laughs) not yet found a way to unhook it from that and and when we talk about shape-shifting, you know, what's really interesting is that people think shape-shifting is actually shifting your physical form. And in its most extreme, it would be, right? But glamours yep. are a form of shape-shifting. Okay. You put on an energetic mask. And, you know, I'm really good at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rich Little is a great shape-shifter. Yeah. Any good impressionist is a shapeshifter. shifter Yeah. They're they're using the energy of the person to bring it forward. And then time shifting is a fun one because I'm gonna give you two schools of thought on this. Okay. My friend Ken says if you shift time to your benefit, you will lose time somewhere else down the road. Oh, okay. That is his belief structure. He is absolutely certain that's the way it works. I have not had that experience. I don't believe it, and I think therefore it doesn't work that way for me. Okay. But since time is a construct, right? i just, I'm just like, oh, it's just a construct. I, I just, I unengage for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, because I can't see it, I can't touch it, I can't feel it. I can manipulate it, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, uh, the key when time shifting is to make sure you don't look at a clock. Okay. So for instance, if you're doing a long drive, I drove once from Boston to midway down New Jersey, which should take five and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I did it in three and a half hours. Okay. And I was not going 150 miles an hour. Right. <laughs> right. I was I was driving within a reasonable distance of around the speed limit, right? And I did it by covering the clock in my car and turning on the radio and just intending to arrive at a certain time and not worrying about it. And I just slipstreamed. Yeah. and you just pay attention to the road enough that you're not going to hit anybody. Right. Right. But you disengage from noticing the mile markers passing by and you disengage from noticing anything that might give you an indication of distance or time so that you can then shift into the new space. I think I mentioned the somewhere in time movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an extreme version of time shifting, right? right? Um, When you're doing energy healing, you can also time shift. I I just gave an assignment to my ritualist trainees to do some sound healing for someone. I'm actually going to the hospital to help do a healing session for her. Um, But I just assigned them the job of doing healing from their locations. So they're now sending energy at a distance. And I told them if you can't do it at that day at that time, then just time shift the energy to when to the date and time that we're doing it. Okay, so you can do that. You can send the energy to a specific date and time and have it go that way. That's a time shift as well.
1: I did that with my uh, with the taxes I had to pay this year. I did my taxes oh, yeah? and then I said, yeah, you're not getting the money until a later date and time. So it's basically the same <laughs> thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, That's time shifting with penalty and interest. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: Oh, okay. Not the same. All right. Okay. I get same. it now. <laughs> that's Ken's version. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So m- when you're manipulating energy, there's all kinds of energy games you can play. And if you, if you Google energy games, I'm sure you'll find them, but you know, there's this whole thing of, you know, rub your hands together until you get them really warm. And then you pull your hands apart You feel the energy between your hands and you have this ball of energy and you play with another friend and you can throw the ball back and forth or you can combine the balls together or, you know, whatever um and yes you're giving me that look that says that i've said something that that could be construed sexually again that i didn't mean to say that you guys tease me about all the time so yes um you're not going to cut this <laughs> and, and so anyway but you can play these games these energy games right and uh, practice you know seeing seeing where your energy meets with somebody else's you know by by you know getting your hands going and then putting your hands uh, next to somebody else's hands and seeing where the energy hits and things like that so that's another energy game you can play from a manipulator perspective right Mm -hmm. and then magic itself which is massive right um you know it's everything from manifesting Manifesting is a fun one to play with. You can absolutely play with manifesting all day long. Law of attraction is totally safe to play with. Knock yourself out, right? And we just talked about Um, that. So
1: everybody should be up to to speed on the law of attraction.
0: Right. So that one's an easy one to learn how to play with. Hard one to master, easy to play with. (laughs) With magic, the thing I would say about practicing and playing with magic is to make sure that you keep it consistently towards you. Do not try to do anything relating to anyone else even with their permission until you really have a grip on how you're doing things because it's hard enough to manage your own energy much less to manage your own energy and interaction with someone else's when you're just getting started yeah So if you're going to do magic, don't do love spells. They always backfire. It's a complete fucking waste of time. And in fact, it's often more damaging than useful. Just don't do them. And do things that are more like creating something in your own environment that you want or changing the way that you feel about things or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Because it gets more complicated outside of that realm. Right. Okay? Now, messengers. Messengers, there's channeling. We talked about channeling. I don't recommend channeling to a beginner. Right. Um, Please, if you're going to channel, please take a class. Learn how to do it properly because channeling and possession are a half turn from one another, and you don't want to end up in the latter. So in
1: terms of of the concept of this episode, safe ways to play in the astral Channeling is probably not one hundred percent in that category.
0: It is not in that category. Okay. Yes. So,
1: so don't do so, that one. So that that's a so reminder that now, of what it is and not to do it in this case. <laughs>
0: right. You like to have at least a few of those. So this is your what not to do. Exactly. Right. So um, yeah, if you are going to, ch- if you really want to channel, fine, take a class. If you take a class, then I am okay with you doing it. Okay. Uh, divination is another one. And we talked about this, uh, before this one was a little out of place because you asked the question about tarot cards and stuff. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but that, that actually is a good one. And we talked about that la- last episode, automatic writing. Okay. So automatic writing is a fun one to play with because all you're doing is you're asking for a message and you're just going to write it out
1: mm-hmm.
0: now. There are two ways to do automatic writing. One is you're translating. You hear it said, you write it out. You hear it said, you write it out. Okay. That's the same thing that you're doing when you're doing mediumship. Yeah. Mediumship is you're being a translator. Nobody's coming in and taking over your body. Yep. Automatic writing where you're writing and someone else is writing with your hand. I have the same rule about that as the, as the uh, channeling. It's the exact same process as channeling. I don't recommend that you do that process okay, until you know what you're doing.
1: So let me ask you then about about that. Is automatic writing always somebody taking over your hand, or is it sometimes you simply disconnecting from the conscious act of writing and allowing whatever is coming through to come through, like in mediumship? And is there a way to tell the difference?
0: So there is a a way to tap into your own subconscious Mm -hmm. that – It could be used as automatic writing. Okay. Where you just you start the process of writing and you just keep going. And your intention is to to talk to yourself. Mm -hmm. The moment you reach out and you want to talk to somebody else and you're doing anything. Other than translating, you're into the channeling realm.
1: I see. Okay.
0: You, you can go in and talk to your subconscious and have your subconscious answer you. Okay. Cool. That, that can be done. If, especially if that's your intention, then that's that's generally pretty safe to do. So mediumship is just opening up a telephone line to the other side and talking to them. Cool. It often will include... New story. <laughs> uh, it often will include getting physicality mm-hmm. You know, uh, impressions from people. So I went to a healing circle the other night and uh, there were two women there who both had had people who had committed suicide okay. that they wanted to talk to. And one was more recent and the other was further, you know, one was like a year or two and the other was six years
1: before, okay. yep.
0: you know, you start with the physical description. So you, you talk to the person and then you say, okay, so really get a clear idea of the person in the, in your mind's eye and their energy and who they are and tell me their name. Okay. And then you reach out for that person and they either show up or they don't. Sometimes they don't. Yep. And if they show up, then you say, okay, so I've got somebody who is, is about this tall with this color hair, this sort of attitude, you know, anything that you can get that's sort of a defining factor. Right. Mm-hmm. And you say, is this the right person? And they say yes or no. Right. Okay. Yeah. And if they say yes, then you keep going. If they say no, then you don't. And and you go back and go look for somebody else. But then you ask the person that you're communicating with on the other side, what do they want to say? And, you know, you, you facilitate a conversation back and forth. And so, you know, one of them uh, I had said, Oh, look, you know, he's trying to fix things from the other side and he keeps screwing them up and he's frustrated with himself she's like, yeah, that's how he was in life too. Right. <laughs> okay. So, you know, in that case, it's like, you know, trying to talk him into crossing over instead of continuing to, to a uh, metal. Right. Yeah. And then the other one I did the thing and um, I, I, I made the connection and I said, I got this big guy who's stomping in and she's like, Oh yeah, that's him. <laughs> and she's like, I just need to know he's okay. And, and he said, tell her I'm fucking fine. Tell her, stop fucking worrying about me. I'm fine. I have told her I'm fine. She needs to just believe I'm fine. Wow. <laughs> and, and, you know, she was somebody who could hear that. So I said that exactly that way to her. She's like, yeah, that sounds just like him. I said, well, he's <laughs> fine. She's like, okay. I said, he says, let it go. <laughs> She's like, okay, I'm going to let it go. <laughs> so, you know, but this, this is the type of thing, right? That you, you, discover as you're going through the mediumship process, as you learn how to, to, uh, to identify these things. Yeah. So, you know, mediumship is, is relatively benign to practice. Okay. So it's pretty, pretty okay. And messengers also do precognition, which we talked about in the traveler section and scrying, which we also talked about in the traveler section. Yeah. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff. To yeah. Practice with. To
1: yeah, with. so there's a lot of toys here that we have given people to take into the into that space where they want to they want to play with stuff they want to they want to go and you have over these last two episodes given people a lot of things that are safe to play with. And, you know, a couple of those caveats still which are which are within the sphere of psychic abilities that can be a little dangerous and how how either to make them a little bit safer, i.e. fire on the beach versus fire in your living room Mike. Um <laughs> And, you know, no, no Ouija boards and things like that. But there's also there's also things that are completely harmless and, and you know, having somebody picture a color in their head and, and try to send that color to you and you do it back. Those those are, are great ways. And actually, just from a, a personal perspective, those are fun ways to do connection exercises with people as well. Yeah.
0: The goal of any of these exercises is to get a better sense of your own energy mm-hmm. and a better sense of how to work with it. And so, you know, short of you know, when you're when you're dealing with other people, when you're dealing with the physical environment, um, when you're dealing with entities on the astral, then things can get a little woogie. Yep. And I, I generally recommend that you avoid avoid woogie, <laughs> but <clears throat> avoid the woogie. Yes. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, it, play, yep. have fun you know, and don't be afraid to take classes. You know, the one thing I didn't talk about here was uh, like shamanic journeys and guided meditations. And we're going to do a whole episode on those. Um, So I I didn't want to go too deep into it here, but in general, the average guided meditation or shamanic journey that you do with someone who's sort of doing like a little two hour program out of a, out of a new age store or something like that, generally pretty cool. Yeah. Right. That, that, that works. Uh, I would probably actually avoid doing those with natives initially. Okay. And um, the reason for that is because uh, when you are working with someone who comes out of a culture in which everyone knows how to journey from a very young age they don't do the safety tips and the safety things and, and they don't know how to come and get you if you get lost because who the hell gets lost? Everybody knows how to do this. Right. Right. Um, And that you would get if you got it from somebody who was non-native. Right. right? So uh, for that reason, I would be a little careful about journeying initially until you know how to do it yourself uh, with someone who is a native who, who comes from some culture in which this is common from okay. birth.
1: Excellent. All right, folks, there you go. We have gone through our fun ways to play in the astral. And if you have any other questions about this or anything you'd like to hear, make sure that you send Kelly, your emails, Kelly, K E L L E at Kellysparta.com. And you can let her know what you're thinking. You can also go to Kellysparta.com. Sign up and subscribe for Kelly's mailing list. And speaking of subscribing, as always, we encourage you to, wherever you're listening, subscribe and rate the podcast. And as Kelly always says, share. Share with your friends and your family and those who you are in social media groups and whatnot with, because uh, sharing is caring.
0: Sharing is caring. And um, I I am currently working on expanding my channels. Okay. I, I really, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I kind of suck at Instagram. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> so um, if you want to be entertained with the randomness that comes out of my Instagram account, by all means, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> um, I I also have a channel on YouTube where I'm uploading uh, mostly random videos at the moment, but uh, you know, there will be eventually a theme and a process to it. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, if you if you like randomness, then you know, YouTube is your friend. So, you know, I've got a Facebook page. Follow me there. Whatever, you, whatever floats your boat. The most organization is coming out of the mailing list. So if you like a little more structure, the mailing list is for you.
1: There you go. Awesome. All right. Anything to say before we wrap up the episode?
0: Last chance to get your your registration in for claim your gifts.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The price goes up very soon.
1: And, uh, and when when will the registration close for that? Do you know? Have you established that yet?
0: A couple weeks before.
1: Okay. So uh, Mid, mid-June? Mid-June. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Yeah. And the website again, real quick for that, is uh, the bit that uh, you created, right? It's
0: kellysparta.com. And then you go to the events section at the top and choose claim your gifts
1: perfect all right well there you go folks that is it that is all you've got your toys go and play Me. <laughs> all right that's all that we have for this week be sure to join us next time as kelly adds another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy magic and the spirit world i'm joey c here with kelly sparta and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone.
0: Each mile I travel over 13,000 now so I leave behind a little fear
1: Spiritshipa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises, and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to CreativeCommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to k e K-E-L-L-E l l e at k e l l e s p a r t a dot That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spiritshipa has been produced by Honu Voice Production.